This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony. Welcome back to the Swan Song Financial Show. This is Kevin Anthony. And I'm Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors, and we're looking forward to bringing you some additional information this week. Again, if you have input on our show or like us to cover some different topics, please give us a call at 574-968-SWAN, S-W-A-N, stands for Sleep Well at Night, by 574-968-7926, or contact us through our website at goldenyears-advisors.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also uh, look up some of our past shows on our website, uh, Spotify, Google Play, all kinds of different places out there. So if you need more information on a topic and you haven't heard it yet, give us a call. We'd love to cover that for you. And Mike, welcome to this week. It's been a great week already. A beautiful day here in uh, South Bend, Indiana. The sun's shining. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. As long as there's no snow on the ground at this point in time <laughs> of the year, I'm actually quite happy. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Doing very well. They're playing golf across the street. Uh, it's, it is in the 40s. That's a little cold for that, but uh, <laughs> it's nice to see that right now too but no we're doing really well i uh, hope everybody out there is keeping a good attitude with all the covid that's going on and uh looking uh, looking forward to maybe some of the news that might be coming out oh yeah before we continue i wanted to give a shout out to my buddy nate beam hope you're doing well big guy keep killing it nate good to hear you nate listening to our shows thanks for your input you're an awesome person great shout out michael Awesome. Well, let's uh, touch on a couple of things that have been going on. Um, so one thing I definitely want to touch on is that student loan forbearance has actually been extended because um, it was originally supposed to be set up. The federal student loans were f- going through a forbearance period until the end of this year. Um, however, stimulus discussions have not gone the well, uh, the best as Most people have been able to see. So they've been extended. That forbearance has been extended until the end of January 31st. And uh, who kind of who knows what's going to happen at that point in time. A stimulus plan is still being talked about um, as well as there's a lot of people pushing for student loan forgiveness as well. It sounds like part of Biden's emergency action plan. There might be a $10,000 student loan forgiveness across the board. Um, so right. hard to tell exactly what's going on, but for certain student loan forbearance has been extended until the end of January 31st. But remember if it doesn't get extended payments will start back up shortly after that. So if you're using the funds that you've used to pay off those loans for something else, remember you must reallocate it back towards that loan. Once you have to start paying again. Great point, Michael. And again, that's the news of what's going on and the ideas that are sitting out there. We're going to keep that information coming to you. Uh, We're not saying that $10,000 is going to be uh, forgiven on any 
student loan. That's just conversation at this point in time, but we'll probably in the next 60 days probably have a little more information on that, and we will definitely update you on uh, that or any other tax laws or issues of those things that take place. But, uh, yeah, student loan forgiveness, and again, I love what Michael brought up is make sure that if you're not paying that student loan that you have not spent that payment in your budget. And if you had a $500 a month student loan, and you haven't been paying it and you've been spending that money, bring it back into your budget because this is not going to go on forever, is it, Michael? It will not. Absolutely. Absolutely. And market-wise, a couple just quick updates. Market-wise, I know everybody's been uh, watching stock markets, some of the new records, the uh, 30,000 point market out there uh, hovering around that, up and down, a little bit of volatility still, ideas with the vaccine that's been taking place. Again, watch your recovery stocks. Uh, I think those recovery stocks in there are something to keep your eye on. Uh, Things like, you know, cruise line, oil, mostly petroleum-based traveling or something like this. Uh, there is a, a lot of information that's taking place. It is a volatile market, folks, so don't uh, get away from your uh, basic strategy of accumulation. We're going to talk about this here today with another uh, vehicle, but don't get away from your basic strategy of accumulating in your 401ks and your IRAs. Keep that going on, but if you are in the market, uh, watch some of those recovery stocks. I think that's what we're seeing take place right now, isn't it, Michael? Yep, good call, good call. Well, let's go ahead and transition into our topic today. So the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about annuities. We've gone over kind of the basics of what annuities are and three yep. different forms of annuities, uh, which is fixed, fixed index annuities, and then variable annuities as well. Last episode, we were talking more so about fixed annuities and how about we talk about variable annuities today? Sounds good. We must have done a pretty good job on the fixed annuities. We didn't get any questions on that. Uh, so again, if you get questions on our uh, presentation here uh, on variable annuities today, please let us know. And if I may add one more thing about uh, just this time of year, December, uh, again, Roth conversions. Uh, this is the time of the year. That if you have not done a Roth conversion yet, consider that. If it makes sense for you, do not wait to the last minute because many organizations uh, actually sort of cut off the a deadline for Roth conversions about a week or so before the end of the year so they can make the transactions Uh, in the clearings if they have to sell stocks, bonds, those mutual funds, those kind of things. But Roth conversions, we had to bring that back up. But yeah, let's jump into the concept of variable annuities. Uh, And variable annuities have been around for quite a while. Uh, We're going to give you some pros and cons of that. Uh, Variable annuities really came out in response to people uh, wanting a market or an investment in the market itself. Uh, again, it is a variable annuity. It's, it is a securities related product, uh, but they also wanted tax deferral. So with their mutual funds, they weren't getting tax deferral because we were in some high tax brackets when these things first came out, uh, which we may be going to. Again, who knows? We're going to keep you abreast of taxes as always. Uh, so these variable annuities were uh, sort of a mutual fund style concept but the whole idea of tax deferral was a big thing uh, back when they first did first came out. So again, uh, why don't talk a little bit, Michael, about that whole tax deferral and how that works on annuities? Yeah, absolutely. So again, annuities are meant as retirement saving vehicles. You cannot take funds out of annuities before the age of 59 and a half without a penalty. Right. What's that penalty? It's a 10% penalty, meaning if you ever want to take a withdrawal from an annuity investment before age 59 and a half, there's going to be a 10% penalty that you will have to pay on the amount that you are bringing out. And the whole idea of tax deferral is we want to defer 
what our capital gains are each and every single year. Just like your IRA and 401k, so on and so forth, it's you're compounding on the interest that you are gaining every year without having to pay taxes on the interest that you're bringing in. So that's one of the big aspects of an annuity is that tax deferral. Right. And that's non what we call non-qualified money. Typically, when you're looking at that tax deferral, obviously, if there's uh, money in an IRA or uh, that that money is all going to be taxed typically when it comes out a traditional IRA. So we're talking about somebody that has some excess funds, not in an IRA, invest into an annuity. And this is sort of universal law for all annuities, no matter what kind is you have tax deferral and you're not taxed on that until until you're taking the money out. An important part about this, Michael, is many years ago, the tax law changed. So when you when you do take a distribution now, if your 50,000 grew to be 100,000 and you wanna take 10,000 out, that is all interest income. It's not capital gain income, it is interest income taxed as ordinary income for taxes. And that is a really good point. I'm glad you bring that up because all gains on a, an annuity are going to be taxed at your marginal income tax rate, which is completely different than a capital gains rate. Because again, long-term capital gains at this point in time, there's three that's either 0%, 15%, or 20%. Right, right. So make sure when you're comparing these uh, variable annuities to just a standard, say, mutual fund investment, if I may use that as a parallel, on the mutual fund investments, you're probably having more capital gains distribution, but you're getting taxed in that year that that happens. On a variable annuity, you're deferring the gains, but when those gains come out, it's actually coming out as interest income or ordinary income. So it's a big difference when folks, when you're comparing, should I have a mutual fund or a variable annuity uh, with non-qualified money? Okay. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Um, so we touched on that a little bit. So why would somebody choose a variable annuity instead of a fixed annuity like we discussed in the last episode? Yeah, typically the reasons that people want a variable annuity is they want uh, more market return. So like we talked about last week on the fixed annuities, those are pretty much a comparative product to a CD alternative where you put the money in for maybe three years or five years. And, you know, we're talking about current rates being about two and a half percent on uh, these fixed annuities uh, for just as a general overall. Uh, and what people want to say, hey, I want a bigger, better return than that. I want some money in the marketplace. And so that is what a variable annuity will do. It is a securities uh, regulated product. So you have to work with a person that's licensed in securities and also has an insurance license, okay, to be able to offer a variable annuity. But it is, it is a product that will go up and down with the market, very similar to that of a mutual fund. Absolutely. And most of the time, variable annuities are invested in mutual funds themselves. I mean, and this is when we start to have a little bit of the cons, I would say, is variable annuities are known as being very expensive. Yeah, that's that's true. So, again, we want to point out here, we're not going to say variable annuities are good or bad. You know, again, in our practice, it is whatever the client needs at a fiduciary level. All right. Um, we don't see a lot of needs at times because of P, uh, for a variable annuity, honestly, because of this whole idea you bring up on fees. If people want money in the marketplace, uh, then they can get into the marketplace with just your typical management fees. And, and maybe you have overall fees of, say, one percent or one and a half percent on an investment, maybe lower, maybe higher, just as an example. In a variable annuity, there are an assortment of fees 
that are typically not disclosed on your statement. You have to look in the prospectus for this. Or if somebody walks in our office, we actually have a variable annuity uh, analysis tool that we can dig up those fees because, you know, if you just go into Morningstar and these kind of things, they're all disclosed. Uh, but typically those fees on a variable annuity will be uh, on the low end, 2%. On the high end, we've seen them over 4%, depending if there are certain like riders on those annuities or not. So a lot of times people go, hey, the market went up 10, but I'm only getting six, but I'm taking all the risk of the market. And again, there's a lot of moving parts here, but yes, they can be expensive uh, compared to just a general mutual fund or a managed account. Yeah, I think that's definitely important to bring up. And, you know, just like every other annuity, one of the benefits of them is they can create a guaranteed income stream for life. That That's true. That's true. Uh, and that is standard, even with the basic annuity of an immediate annuity, going all the way back to that concept of uh, immediate annuity. But most people don't utilize that concept of annuitization. However, on these variable annuities and some of the other annuities like fixed index that we'll talk about in our next show, um, you can add in riders to generate a lifetime income. And they're not a bad rider. It just has to be positioned correctly. Uh, not every variable annuity should you should have that rider on there um, because not everybody has that need. But that income rider guarantees a lifetime income. That's a good thing. The downside to that is there's a fee for associated with that rider, and that's that's something you need to take in consideration if you're looking for accumulation or if you're looking for income. There's a distinctive difference here. Yeah. So pretty much you have to pay a fee for that income rider, like you brought up because a variable annuity goes up and down in value. In order to create a guarantee on something that is not guaranteed, you're gonna have to pay a fee. Yeah, and be careful, just as a consumer, be careful um, because it's, it's with the, like Michael said, the, the actual cash value goes up and down in a variable annuity. It is a securities product and by definition you have risk in there, okay? If this rider is on there, a lot of times the broker, the representatives or ourselves will talk about this income rider that actually sort of high points the value of the annuity, okay? Uh, so if the, if the market went from 100 to, I had $100,000 in an annuity and went to $110,000 in the market, uh, this high point may be 110 and, and the income rider is a whole different thing. We're going to talk about that probably more when we talk about the fixed indexed annuities. But this income rider is an actuarial number value. And so a lot of times with a variable annuity, you see cash value, which goes up and down in value. And you see this other actuarial value that generates this lifetime income that is a sort of a steady or steady growing. Like, you know, I've had people say, hey, my variable annuity guarantees me 5%. Uh, no, no, you can't do that. All right. Because again, a variable annuity is a security. That means you have risk and there can't be a guaranteed on that pool of money. Okay. That's in the marketplace. But yes, you can have a guarantee on the income rider. So it can get a little complicated with the moving parts. So just know the product you have. And if you have a variable annuity, and you think it's automatically going up every year, no less than 5%, you need to look at the contract again. And that's probably on that income rider. Okay. Again, we're talking generalities. We're not, uh, we're you're not talking about a specific company or product, but does that make uh, some sense there? Hopefully that be careful on expenses, be careful on what is considered maybe guaranteed increases. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And again, variable annuities are very complex products. They're definitely not right for everyone, but in certain situations, they are correct. And I, I would say one situation where they could work out really well is with individuals with very high incomes. 
that are in, you know, maybe the top tax bracket. And instead of wanting to have to pay interest on their capital gains every single year from their investments, this is an area where it could work into that. So while they're still working, you know, making $500,000 a year or something along those lines, Mm -hmm. they can invest in this and defer that growth until retirement when all of a sudden their income becomes lower. So that's, that's a time when I would say, you know what, this might make sense. And at that point in time, it's just a simple calculation. You have to decide is the fee worth this deferred growth or not. And it's just something that might be right. It's something that might not be right if you're going at it with specifically that tunnel vision of uh, of a goal. Right, right. So there's moving parts in this, right? So again, a security-based product, a variable annuity, very similar to that of a mutual fund, typically higher in expense than a actual mutual fund. You have tax deferral of interest, but it is ordinary income when it comes out. And then you can have certain bells and whistles on there, like most products, bells and whistles, but you just got to watch the fee, right? Yep. I I definitely agree with that. And I I would say normally for us, uh, we would recommend somebody just invest in a mutual fund and dead of a variable annuity at points in times, but it's completely dependent on each person. There are specific situations where they definitely make sense, but I would say for general, I would, if you're just looking for an investment and you're not necessarily wanting that tax deferred benefit, mutual funds are going to be way cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. And the other part, I think, with the mutual fund uh, concept here, because this this is the comparison, like I said, on fixed annuities that we talked about last week, it's CD versus fixed annuity. On variable annuities here, it is mutual fund, typically mutual fund concept versus variable annuity. The thing with the mutual fund, Michael, that we can pick up or, or manage the accounts is uh, we have a lot of access out there to different types and styles of mutual funds or managed accounts. And when you're with a variable annuity, sort of like with your 401k plan, if you will, you only have a certain amount of sub accounts that you can invest in within that variable annuity. Good point. Uh, So again, if you're in a mutual fund, you may have a lot of different investment options or or managed money or something like that. Good point. Um, And one one last thing that I kind of want to bring up that I think is very interesting about variable annuities is when somebody passes. Yes. Um, so it's it's very different in my opinion. So if, for example, if Kevin were to pass and he has stocks and Tesla and Boeing and so on and so forth, and he bought them at, you know, ten dollars a share, and now they're worth six hundred dollars a share. Normally there'd be sounds good. Yeah. Well, I mean, not in this scenario. I'm I'm cutting you off. I'm inheriting that. Sounds great to me. <laughs> Um, so normally what happens is there's could be a big capital gain liability for Kevin. If he bought something at, let's make math easier. If he bought something at 10 bucks and sold it at 20 bucks, there's $10 of capital gains in there, right? That is correct. And, and you'd have to pay taxes on that depending on short term, long term, doesn't matter, but you'd have to pay taxes on that gain. Now, if Kevin were to pass and I inherited that stock and when he passed and I inherited it at the value of 20. That is now my ba- my basis in that. Now, if I sold it at 20 and I just inherited it at 20, I do not have to pay any capital gains tax at that point in time. That's my new basis because you passed away and then it stepped up to me, which is a huge benefit. However, with a variable annuity, that just simply isn't the case, correct? No, that's you're right on track, and that is an that's a perfect uh, point on a variable annuity. Again, pros and cons. Variable annuity pros and cons is it's really got a poor cost basis to it. I guess is a way to be able to put it. Is that um, 
yeah, that the whole issue of taxation again uh, we're always going to talk about taxation how to minimize taxation and that stuff up basis is a big thing so yes i'd love to have some tesla at ten dollars or even a hundred dollars a share right now that would be fine <laughs> Uh, but I don't want I don't want you to inherit them at this point in time. Yeah. So again, I think we just summarize a little bit on some of the variable annuities. Uh, do you have any other points on the variable annuities before we do that, Michael? Yeah. So so with the inherited basis of a variable annuity, if it is invested at let's say fifty thousand dollars and it grows to hundred thousand dollars when you pass. What happens then? Yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that back in because I got all excited about my Tesla holdings there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but no, you're exactly right. If all of a sudden, if I would pass and Michael would inherit that uh, uh, $100,000 account that I only put $50,000 into it, uh, Michael is taxed on that $50,000 accumulation. It is not a stepped up basis. So if I had $50,000 cost basis in a mutual fund, back to that, uh, and then it had grown to $100,000 and you inherited that that stock holding that mutual fund whatever that cost basis was in there would be stepped up that means there would be no taxation for you your new cost basis would be the hundred thousand the variable annuity again whatever my cost basis in there that cost base transfers to michael michael then has to pay interest uh, again interest ordinary income if you will on the accumulation if that fifty thousand grew to a hundred thousand michael you're paying ordinary income when on 50,000 yep. when you liquidate that account. Exactly. So account. variable annuity, carryover cost basis, most stocks, bonds, mutual funds, stepped up cost basis, which is a very uh, interesting little twist that most people aren't aware of. Yeah. So again, a lot of moving parts, uh, variable annuities. Uh, again, we just wanted to sort of not just scratch the surface, but dive down a little bit. And I think for summary wise, there are a few things we'll just summarize before we conclude the show. And if you have questions and you should have questions on this, okay, uh, let us know. Again, email, uh, call us, whatever works. Uh, send us a letter even on the old fashioned way with a Merry Christmas holiday greeting. That'd be great. But again, a variable annuity is a product uh, that defers taxes like all annuities. Uh, when you get ready to take the money out, you're paying on the interest accumulation first, not on the cost basis that you put in there. That is taxed at ordinary income. Uh, again, stepped up basis, the when a person inherits it, is uh, fully taxable on any of those gains, okay? Again, the 50,000 yeah. grew to 100,000, that's fully taxable yep. on that. No stepped up basis, no carryover st basis. Exactly, good way to put that, carryover basis. Um, and again, Michael, touch base on the fees. Again, they're, they're pretty expensive products and, you know, the more bells and whistles you add to it, make them more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, just caution out there. Um, again, working with a fiduciary, uh, like in our practice, we'll sit down, we'll take a look at what the needs are. We'll take a look at what you want to accomplish. And then we also have a broad range since we're independent. We have a very broad range of products. If you need a variable annuity, we'll get you a variable annuity. And if you don't need a variable need, you need assets under management, uh, if you will, money in the marketplace strategy, if you will, or mutual funds, we'll get you those particular types of products too. So again, work with an independent financial advisor and you get the broad range of products that you actually need. Now again, variable annuities are a good product, but they are somewhat pigeonholed. There's, there's a, there is always a need out there, but they are pigeonholed. And we want to make sure that you have the right product uh, and you're not ending up in a vehicle that is a lot more potentially expensive or not performing as well as you think it should be performing. 
again, good product. It just has to be the right particular product. So I think that wraps up this show. Next week, we're going to talk about fixed indexed annuities, uh, sort of this hybrid product between a fixed annuity and a variable annuity. Any other questions, Michael, that you can think of or things we should talk about? Nope, I think that's it. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. All right. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Hopefully you have some uh, questions for us. And again, we are the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin Anthony and Michael Anthony. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors. Our phone number here is 574-968-7926. And our website is goldenyears-advisors.com. We would love to hear from you and look forward to our next topic next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Swansong Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at goldenyears-advisors.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.